Hey, Linda and Drew Scott here. Welcome to At Home. Finally, a show where I don't have to wear a tie, a tool belt, or even pants. For all you know, we could be recording this from the toilet. For the past decade on Property Brothers, hundreds of families have invited us on their journey to create their dream homes. And with every family we met, we learned a little more about what really makes a house a home. Now we want to invite you to come along on our journey. To live in a treehouse. RV. A farm. Whatever it is, we have a lot to learn. That's where we bring in our lovely guests. They'll share their experiences on everything from building healthy relationships to growing baby carrots. I've always wondered about those. And speaking of babies, we want to be sure that we're playing our part in making the planet better for our future kids. We know that the changes we all want to see in the world start at home. I've always wanted to live in a treehouse. Doesn't everyone? This is At at home. Hey everybody, welcome to At Hello. Home. Linda's wrapped in a blanket like it's really cold, but it's actually nice down here. I'm always cold. You are. Well, I like to crank the AC a little bit when you're not around and then I forget to shut it off. No, but the basement's just always cold. By the way, we almost didn't make it here today for you guys. Oh yeah. Um, yeah, we were almost late okay. for our podcast. How many of you guys have had a flat tire before? How many of you guys have had two flat tires within 24 hours <laughs> It was not fun. We will tell you more about that after our interview with this week's guest. Um, but it, oh my gosh. Linda it was, was look- fun. I mean, I mean, now looking back at it. Anyway, today's episode, we talk about a holistic approach to eating healthy. Yes. A lot of people think healthy living, it means different things to everybody. Playing basketball, eating healthy. What does it mean to you? Well, healthy living to me means playing basketball 24-7. Really? Ping, ping pong I knew I loved 28-7. Wait, how do you have that many hours? Oh, it's 20, magic. 28-7? 28-7. I make more hours in the day. Ah. No, for me, um, it means having healthy relationships. I think that's like the biggest thing. I Because when I don't have that, or when I feel it's lacking in some areas, I feel that the most. Yeah, no, I, or I, agree I feel with you. you know the negativities of, of that the most. Um, well, I think f- for a lot of people, you know, like, like I was saying, would think food or working out, but that's the other side of it. There's mental health as well. Mm-hmm. There's a huge aspect, and getting joy out of life, enjoying life, feeling loved. I think that's all a part of healthy living as well. Mm-hmm. And of course, food. Like it's it's just everything. Uh, we know that food makes you happy. I know, so. I'm hungry again. For our guest this week, we're actually going to learn a little from his experience. It took a traumatic experience that landed him in the ER to make him change his ways and go down this path of healthy living that he's on. Mm-hmm. And now he's paying it forward. He is definitely is so paying cool. it forward. You'll definitely know this week's guest from America's Best Dance Crew, American Idol. He's worked with every major artist out there, Celine Dion, Mariah Carey, Mariah Carey Tracy Chapman. Who I love, Tracy yeah. Chapman. Tracy, Ch- Tracy Chapman is- <laughs> How much shit. do you love her? You couldn't even pronounce her name right. Because I'm Jeez. nervous just talking about her. <laughs> we have a lot that we can learn from his experiences. Let's hop in with Randy Jackson. Okay, if ADT wasn't professional enough, now ADT installs Google Nest products with their smart home security systems because ADT believes the smarter the home, the safer the security. I mean, what are they going to do next? They're going to start a country singing career. I would listen to a country band named ADT. 
Also, I like to know what's happening at our front door from virtually anywhere with my Google Nest doorbell. Just saying. Your Google Nest doorbell? I said our. He said my. Everybody check that. Yeah. All right. Well, I like to control my ADT smart devices like my lights, my locks. (laughs) My security system with Google Nest speakers and displays. And I like to say, hey, Google, to get started. Listen, I said ours. I'm all about ours, not mine. Help protect what matters most with all this, plus 24-7 professional monitoring from ADT and a little help from Google. Visit ADT.com to see how ADT can help make your home smarter and safer. This quarantine thing is wild. Yeah. Yeah, No, definitely. So, I mean, so what's the day in the life of you right now? I'm still making shows and doing shows. Yeah, but the thing is, is that it's different because you could break it up. You could be in meetings live with people. And there's something about that one-on-one meeting or even if you're in a conference room with 10 people or six people or whatever, there's something more natural about that, talking mm-hmm. about the script or talking about whatever. Um, I, I don't know, like nothing breaks this up. So I'll get in my car and go for a drive every day and take calls in the cars. And I, I don't know, it's weird. Yeah, that's what we've been doing. We've been taking little drives and exploring different neighborhoods around LA because we, you know, before this, we were never really home for more than a few days at a time to drop our stuff off, pack again, and then right. head out. Yeah. And now we're just learning the different neighborhoods and it's it's kind of nice. Well, it's, I mean, a lot like you are, our shows for the last decade, it's just been taking us on the road and we've been in different cities and, and we love what we do and helping families. But, um, you know, there's a point when you kind of, it's overwhelming how much time you're away. And so it's been, it's actually been nice to be home together a little bit more and have a bit of a semblance of a life here. Uh, yeah, home. I'll yeah. bet. You guys have kids? Not we don't yet. yet. We want One kids. Day. Yeah. Yeah. So t- tell us I though, see for, two for kids you. in your future. Two Ooh, kids? Okay, good. I hope you're right. I hope yeah. they're twins too. Now you, you have <laughs> two, two or three kids? Three. I have three. Three kids. So actually that this leads to a good question. So, um, Speaking, you know, our podcast at home, obviously home is very important to us, but what what does home mean to you? What does a healthy home mean to you? Uh, You know, I love the phrase what comes to mind, home is where the heart is, right? It's the only place that you can really relax, really put your feet up, let your hair down or whatever it is you do, but it feels the place that you know the most. Like, I also equate that to the family. It's interesting your show's called Home and Family because I grew up and lovely, lovable, dirty, dirty, dirty south of Louisiana and Baton Rouge. But when you have that family unit that's there for the most part of your life, it gives you a serious basis from which to jump from so that you feel invincible. You feel like you can try anything because you can always go back home. It's the place where you get your thoughts. It's the place where you develop your dreams. You're like me, it's the place you meditate. It's the place that everything forms from. So I, I, I'm a big home guy. So I love home in all senses of the word. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Oh, where, where are you? Are you in your office or is it your, your zen No, this space? is where like, this is in my den sort of, but it's a little thing that I've concocted during these times to make it feel more relaxed and just conversational like we're doing. Yeah. 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 You know, the office, I didn't want a desk because some years of doing A&R, Columbia Records and MCA, 20 years, I think I did it. I never had a desk. 
because I wasn't that kind of business guy to have guitars, beanbag chairs. I wanted people to come in and jam and eat food and hang out, uh, have beers or whatever. You yeah. Know. We love uh, that. Just to, re- just to relax yeah. and share. You know what I mean? From your 20 years, 20 plus years that you were um, repping, who, who didn't you rep? Tracy Chapman, Celine Dion, you worked with Whitney Drew Houston. Drew is a huge, huge Tracy Chapman fan. Oh, <laughs> massive. I'm a I, huge I would, Tracy fan too. Tracy, what's up if you out there listening to us? What's Hi. going down, man? Oh my gosh, yes. Tracy, <laughs> I would like to meet you in person and let's just jam. <laughs> Listen, but, I love her. I mean, you know, I've had the good fortune of working with so many great people, Tracy included, the Whitney's, the Mariah's, the Celine's, the Aretha's. The Elton Johns, the Billy Joel's, the Springsteen's, the Madonna's. I mean, I sound like I'm just naming people <laughs> off. You are allowed uh, to name drop when you got those names along with you. <laughs> no, but I mean, um, I've been very blessed and very fortunate, right? Um, worked hard. I always think that the harder I work, the luckier I become. As the saying goes, so I think it's Ben Franklin and one of those greats from yesteryear. Um, but yeah, I mean, I... Learned a lot. I was a kid that was very inquisitive. Still am trying to learn and grow and evolve because I feel like we never stop growing. I never know everything. I never want to know everything. I just want to keep yearning and learning and experiencing and evolving to be whatever's the best version of me I can try and become. Mm-hmm. And I know that along the way, I mean, especially with that busy lifestyle and a lot of time on the road, um, you have talked in the past about how you started slipping into an unhealthy side of, of your life. Tell us a little bit about that journey and what changed things around for you now, uh, which led into you also launching your own um, uh, health line, uh, Unify. So tell us yeah, a little Unify bit about Health Labs is what I'm doing now, which I started a couple of years back because I developed a lifestyle of unhealthy eating. You know, you're on the road, you're on a TV set, you see the deli tray, you see the snack thing and it's filled with donuts or whatever. And, you know, you just nosh all day and you go, God, I'm still hungry. I'm so hungry I can eat a horse. Then you go and you try and eat a horse or two. And so that sedentary lifestyle of not really working out or exercising a bunch, just eating whatever really led me to get up to 358 pounds at my heaviest. So, you know, men really have this problem. I'm sure women do too, but my study and my research with myself and other men, men hate going to the doctor. Something has to be dramatically wrong for us to go to the doctor. And it has to be wrong for a while. I think I'm getting a cold. I think I'm getting sick. That'll go on for two months before you go, right? Finally, I wound up going to the doctor and said, look, I've been telling you, you're pre-diabetic. you got to lose this weight. you got to get into a regimen, a healthy lifestyle. We hear it, but it's who we hear it from sometimes. The doctor's always telling you that part of the reason I think as men, we don't go. We don't really want to hear the truth, don't we? Yeah. Like, you know, I have this whole thing now. Would you want to know? Wow. There's people even with COVID and these COVID symptoms. Would you want to know if you have COVID or not? A lot of people don't want to know. I think there's a lot of denial mm-hmm. there with a lot of us, just mm-hmm. part of the human condition. Um, if somebody told you something bad was going to happen to you, mm-hmm. I mean, would you guys want to know? I would. And I think you would too, because you're a very proactive 
kind of guy. Yeah. Like Drew, I mean, I, I think the, the norm is, you know, or the stereotype is that guys don't like going to the doctors, but Drew is I, actually, I'm the anomaly. Yeah. I would rather know and prep. And sometimes I know it's hard uh, to hear it, but I, I think most of the men that surround me and maybe some of the women too have that same mentality that you're talking about, which they would rather not know, but why not know? But I, I guess when you're, you know, in a lifestyle where, you know, you're very successful, you're, you're very, very busy. Was there a sense of like invincibility that like, I'm fine. I don't need to, like, I'm enjoying this. You know, over this you're so whatever. right on. You're so right on because part of the thing for me was, you know, out of sight, out of mind. I'm young, I'm cool, I'm hip, I'm really hot. Hmm. I mean, me and we were really hot, the two of us. You know, we know As this. As men go. We know this. Very. <laughs> yeah. But, you know, it always is going to happen to somebody else. I'm good, I'm healthy. I'll finally get it together at some point. That point never came. I wound up in the ER. Type 2 diabetes. Doctor says I got good and bad news. You have an incurable disease. Type 2 diabetes, you can manage it, but you can't get rid of it. Your blood sugar is over 500. I can't begin to tell you the things that he listed off that could happen with blood sugar that high. Mm. Blindness, amputation, organ failure, all sorts of bad stuff. All sorts of life-ending sort of stuff. So I go, wow, okay. Part of the reason I started Unify Health Labs is because, and I talk about this often, if it can happen to me and I'm a celebrity and all of this nonsense, it can happen to anyone. It has. It doesn't pick sides. Mm-hmm. It picks people in bad behavioral patterns that can't get out of them, which is part of the reason that I trumpet highly behavioral psychology or behavioral therapy, because it helps you change the way you look at stuff or think about it. To stop smoking, to lose weight, Because anything we're doing in excess is a problem. Too much overeating, too much dancing, too much running, too much of the gym, eight hours a day at the gym, too much therapy, too much of anything. You're usually trying to numb something else that's not balanced and right. Right. So, you know, the drinking and the alcohol is probably the easiest thing or the mainlining coffee when you're trying to become clean and sober, smoking 35 cigarettes an hour or something because yeah. you're usually replacing one thing with another. Yeah. Mm. Now, you brought up a good point, that balance. So how, how do you find between mind, body, and soul? How do you find that balance? For me, I started years ago meditating spiritually. So I grew up in a very Church of God in Christ family uh, in a little church in the country in Louisiana. And, you know, fine brimstone Bible. I still believe in God. But... I needed more of a spiritual thing for me to get deeper and closer to understand it. So it's how something speaks to you, right? It's more behavioral and I didn't know this. So what I wound up doing, I tried every diet. I mean, bro, I tried some of the weirdest diets. Guys, I mean, I want to hear them. They would inject you with <laughs> pregnant women's urine. They would do this. I mean, there was all so dude. Pregnant women's urine? So- yeah, there were all sorts of nonsense going on. I got diagnosed 20 years ago. Four years in, 16 years ago, I had gastric bypass. Four-hour surgery, crazy major surgery. A lot of people get it. A lot of people get the weight off. They bring it back, whatever, whatever. Part of type 2 diabetes or any diabetes thing is trying to get your weight management under control mm-hmm. and also get your eating under control and develop much better habits. Mm-hmm. 
I did it and I made myself a vow. The recovery was tough and I said, listen, I'm never going back the other way. I'm divorcing food. I'm done. I'm starting over. One by one, I would put things back in my body and decide, God, I used to love eating avocados, but that doesn't make me feel good anymore. Mm-hmm. The fat was too high because a lot of things happen when you have the gastric bypass. Just things that are very rich, very sweet, you can't eat anymore. Mm-hmm. You get this sort of thing, they call it dumping, but it's almost like you have the worst heartburn ever. Mm. And you have to do nothing for a couple of hours and just let it pass. So I retrained myself. I went to every nutritionist. I went to everything, every psychiatrist, everything I could learn and soak up in sponge so I could get it together. I'm still down 120 pounds later. And I'm the healthiest I've ever been in my life. And people say, well, how did you do it? And I said, listen. I had to go through complete rework, reset training of everything I thought I knew or wanted to know. And you got to remember, you got to put it in perspective. Growing up in the South, if it doesn't have sugar, lard, a ton of butter, if it don't taste good in every bite, every morsel, it must not be good for you. (laughs) The vegetables have a ton of butter and sugar on them. Mm -hmm. So, and... You're herald for having the bed, the belly down there. Or you must be eating good. Look at that belly. Oh, oh my, my God. Gosh. You can do anything you want to do. <laughs> so I tell people when they go down there to New Orleans or wherever, forget the diet. They don't believe in that down here. Yeah. You got to eat good. Does it taste good or must be good for you? You like it? Yeah, I like it. But I don't know if it's good for me. Yes, it is. Oh, so, you know, I had to really divorce all of that. Can't eat like that anymore ever again. It was... It was a different mindset for me. It is so easy. And I think a lot of people have that kind of struggle because there's, it's so easy to fall into that guilt trip that the, the family gives you. So how, how did you actually deal with that? I mean, you can't, it must be impossible to just say, no, thanks. There's this saying in behavioral psychology, if it's not good for you and it's harming you, why do you keep doing it? Mm. Mm. So, wow. So we got to, there's another great saying in life, the truth shall set you free. Mm-hmm. So, and, and I say this to every artist that I ever work with. There's you who you fantasize about being. There's you who you think you are. I only want to be a part of who you actually authentically really are. Yeah. So if we're trying to get to our authentic self, what do we need? So I adopted this thing in life. It's about what we need as opposed to what we want. We have to learn to want what we need instead of needing what we want. Right, right, right. Okay. So I want what's going to be greatest for me. Mm-hmm. You want this beautiful woman that's great for you. She wants you that's great for her. You know what I mean? Like, got to make the change. Be the change you see, that you seek, that you want to have. You got to exemplify it. Mm-hmm. So this is what Unify Health Labs is all about. I got together a bunch of professionals, doctors, friends of mine, nutritionists, and we came up and tested all of these formulas. Because the other thing that happened to me is I wound up with 80 bottles and vials mm. of vitamins and minerals on my kitchen counter. Yeah, I would go in the kitchen and look like, I'm taking one or three of all of this? Are you sure it's a, not a pharmacy? Is it your kitchen or is exactly, it a pharmacy? <laughs> exactly, brother, exactly. 
So I'm like, okay, I got to try and help make it simple for myself. Therefore, pay it forward for a lot of people. ADT now professionally installs Google Nest products with their smart home security systems because ADT believes the smarter the home, the safer the security. Help protect what matters most with 24-7 professional monitoring from ADT and a little help from Google. You said that very professionally. I try. <laughs> Visit ADT.com to see how ADT can help you make your home smarter and safer. All of that is amazing, but like, what are the the tools that helped you actually, you know, flip that switch in your brain? Because it's easy to talk about and to hear you say it, and it's very inspiring. But like, it sounds to, easier than it must have been. But like, how do you not fall back into that habit? Um, you know, of like just eating what we want, eating what feels good um, for you know, like instant gratification. Like, are there tools that you've learned through you know speaking with experts that like? you apply to when you get that craving, it's like, like what is what are the tools that we can adapt, that we can use? Because we talk about it all the time, like at the beginning of quarantine, we were like, okay, we're, we're gonna take this time and get so healthy and exercise and meditate every day. And we stuck to it for a little bit. Yeah. And, you know, six months out, we, you know, we're Some things we kept, lazy. some things we didn't keep. Yeah. And I've definitely had a few extra uh, carby meals late at night when I shouldn't have. But yeah, it's- <laughs> well, so Everyone joins a gym in December. Yeah. By the time March rolls around, they've gone three times and they're never going back again. Yeah. When you're overweight, you see the skinny people jogging in the parking go, they don't even need to jog. They're already slim. Ah, okay. So one of the greatest lessons that I learned, and this is also, I had to accept these things within myself. It's really a lot of self work and the psyche. That's why I talk about behavioral modification, psychology, or whatever. Eating of any kind is emotional. Mm -hmm. So what the therapist then does is says, okay, look, why are you doing this, Randy? You know this is not good for you. You have type 2 diabetes. So all this sugar, all these carbs that turn into sugar later, you're just making yourself sick. Do you want to die? Smoking kills. You're going to get cancer. <laughs> Why you continue doing it? Why are you going to the gym? Well, uh, I don't look like the people on the treadmill. Well, how do you think the people on the treadmill got to looking like they were in the gym every day? Mm. So what are you willing to do? What steps are you willing to take to change the outcome? Because it's not just going to happen by magic. Mm -hmm. yeah. And you listen, you're going to slip up, but you also learn not to beat yourself up. You get back up and you go, okay. I had that carby meal. I'm not going to do that tomorrow. That was bad. But I also adopted the morsel diet for myself. People go, what's that? One of the things I learned is never to deny myself. If I'm at a birthday party, I'm going to have the tiny sliver of that cake just to say, I had a bite or two. I didn't deny myself. So I'm not going to walk away going like, mm. God, I really want cake. The yeah. cravings are killing me. I'm going to eat five cakes right now because that's the human condition. So I think you have to really get in touch with yourself. And I'm a big proponent of learning who you are and accepting it. What yeah. are my faults? What are my weaknesses? Do I know who I am? I think part of the problem with people in life, I see every day with artists, with stars, with whatever, 
they have no idea who they really are. They've accepted a different role or something they want to be or they aspire to, or they want to be like someone else, but who are you? And we're all different. Mm -hmm. Have you two accepted who you authentically are, I ask you? I still feel like I'm figuring out who I am every day. Like every, Drew knows this, I ask myself, like, what am I doing? What am I doing every single day? Um, so yeah, I I accept who I am right now. I, I think I'm still trying to figure everything out. Yeah. I, I just always feel like I'm still trying to figure it out. On the healthy side of things, I really love that we encourage each other to check in with each other regularly to see how we're feeling. Are we meeting our goals? What we say we want? Because on the health side of things, I find it it's interesting. You know, a lot of people feel that skinny is healthy, and that's far from the truth. And I think yeah. that's that's one thing um, that nowadays I think a lot of people are becoming more educated on um, overall health instead of just thinking that skinny is healthy. Mm-hmm. And um, and so for us as well, meditation in the morning, whether we're doing Pilates or we're working out in our different ways, I think that there really is a focus for us on. Um, our our body, our mind, and then also, for example, I just finished. A, uh, I had SIBO, small intestinal bacteria mm. overgrowth, wow. and so gut yeah. health is such an important thing that a lot of people don't realize. There's so much problem that stems from gut health, and I know that's for for Unify Health Labs. I, I, you were saying that that's something that's very important as as a, a basis for some of your work. Well, gut health is the new wealth to me. Everything starts and forms in the gut. All the bad bacteria, all the diseases, everything. So part of the thing for me is I was confused on the pro-prebiotic, how much to take. Should I be taking 18 trillion? Should I be taking, because you see all this propaganda in the stores and you get very confused very easily. So Unify Health Labs helped me to discover what that is. And upon my research with the doctors, we finally figured it out and we got a formula we think that works for everyone. There's even little natural elements in there that help with the cravings. Um, And the multi-GI5. I mean, I tried to think of everything that could possibly help people. You know, there's no one size fits all, by the way. Mm -hmm. And if you get that gut health in check, this leaky gut, there's all sorts of bad things that can go on that we didn't even realize it was important to us. If you can get that gut health in check, you can give yourself a good fighting chance. Oh yeah, definitely. I, I know for me, um, after I did that sort of check in, I, I had to go off of certain foods for a week. Actually, I was off all foods. I, I was just—it was almost like a, no, a protein shake. Wasn't it a month? What well, was it? Oh gosh, it was long. It was, was it long. It was painful because <laughs> yeah. I just had this shake I had to take, and it was a low low FODMAP uh, is what it was called, and it basically. All foods that I enjoy and love couldn't have any of that, and so it did reset me. But um, bloating was gone, my acid reflux was gone. Um, I had I didn't drop weight in a bad way. I actually I leaned out a little mm-hmm. bit, um, which was really nice too. So I, I was finding I had more energy. I was afraid that I would have heavy cravings, but after the first was it maybe four or five days? Yeah, all those cravings that I was having for carbs and and unhealthy foods, sugars, it was gone. And so I've Is really that enjoyed. Funny? It's, it's the weirdest thing. I thought it was gonna be very painful, or it's you know some people go like you said. I didn't do any drinking or injecting urine into my body or whatever you were talking about. But sometimes <laughs> people do. I didn't extreme want to things. do it either. <laughs> well, here's a question though: What was that supposed to do for you? For you, I don't understand. Allegedly, pregnant women have certain hormones, certain things that they have that helps with the weight loss or whatever. Because what happens? 
when you have kids, when you breastfeed, you're burning so many calories. It's breastfeeding mm-hmm. producing the milk. I, I dude, I don't know. I, as I said, I tried any and everything and was sad that I did, but somebody I'm made still, some good money off of you. Some, somebody dude, made so many people, man. Oh my God, guys. So many people. I mean, they saw me coming to go like, Given this, given that any placebo, I was there, you know what I mean? But you know, honestly, the way I look at it though, sometimes you have to experience the weird. You have to do some things that are maybe a little outside of your comfort zone or what you understand. But hey, you tried it, you learned from it, you understand that wasn't the path, but that has developed this path. And what you're doing now um, is is sort of forging a path for a lot of other people um, to live healthier lives. So, Well, listen, I'm so happy about that because you know, it's back to what the doctors originally said to us when we were growing up as kids. Diet and exercise. Mm. Diet and exercise. What you put in is what you're going to get out. So if you put in all that bad stuff in, not going to be happy. I like it. And you, did you call it a, a morsel diet? Is Yeah, because, yeah. you know, I, I, I adopted also in a behavioral psychological stance. If I deny myself... I want a piece of pizza. Let me have one. So I can say, you know what? So that means I can't have this today or that today. So it's substituting. It's really learning what you can do. So you're never denying yourself. Because mm-hmm. if I deny myself, I'm definitely going to fall off. You get you get like a bit of a high naturally when you, when you accomplish something that you were trying to accomplish. You get that yeah. natural high. If you deny yourself something, there's another sort of chemical reaction that makes you feel really bad, feel guilty, or you'll fall off the wagon and you'll then go in for five pizzas instead of just the one. So, I I mean, we believe the same way. What you do the majority of time is what's going to affect you the most. A little pizza here or a little piece of birthday cake there is not going to make the huge difference for for most of us. Yeah, and and I love that you your approach is holistic. It's mind, body, and soul. It goes beyond the food you put in your body, it's the thoughts, it's, you know, the relationships you surround yourself with. Well, it has to be because since we know that eating is definitely emotional, Mm -hmm. what toxic people around me that are making me, giving me these weird feelings and vibes? Oh my God, let me run away from them. Uh, Why, why after I meet with them, I do all the bad stuff. How are they influencing me or that emotion or that lack of fitting in or whatever the range of myriad of emotions are that are creating this thing in me that I want to satiate. Because when we do anything in abundance like that, we're trying to cure something. So what psychology does, what psychiatry does, what's really going on, guys? Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. What are we really dealing with here? Why are you having 19 pizzas and 40 cakes? Why? Are you trying to eat your feelings? Ah, mm-hmm. that's probably what we're doing. Every everybody has insecurities. Everybody has moments of confidence. Everybody has something that they want to a way they want to feel or a way they want to look. And I, I think it's I mean, there's so much that goes into being human, and and that's the whole thing. I think as long as like you're you're supporting everyone in your community, we try to support everybody in ours. Mm-hmm. I think together we can help ourselves live happier lives. Mm-hmm. One of the things I love what you guys do and what everyone does with these type of podcasts with the information is trying to help people. Any tidbit of information you can glean from these, people grab them because we're just all out here trying to pay it forward and help. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Offer any solace, any whatever we can. Any one kernel, if that ignites you, 
go with it. Well, I, I definitely want to say a huge thank you for taking the time to chat with us. I, I do find a lot of what you've learned over the years, it is inspiring for us. And it's that nice reminder too, to not, don't lie to ourselves. You know, if there's something we know, we're not living our true selves. Mm-hmm. We all deserve to live our true selves and that's going to make us a lot happier. Yeah. And don't, well. yeah. don't wait until, you know, you get that rude awakening. If, if you can do it now, do it now. Mm. Yeah. Don't wait, man. Well, listen, I love you guys. I'm huge fans. You guys are killing the game right now, man. Okay. I, I, I love this. I, I really love this. It's one of my favorite ones I've done. So thank you much. Thank, Thank you, you so very much. much for sharing your I story. I am and- not going to go for that pizza that I was planning on calling for right <laughs> now. Or we could just Don't go for that tonight. one slice. One slice. <laughs> you guys could share the one slice together. Whoa. Done. Done. We'll do that. It'll be very romantic. <laughs> <laughs> You know what really resonated with me that Randy said? It was that idea of your true self. I mean, really trying to be honest with yourself about who your true self is. That's yeah. hard. That is, I, I appreciate, you know, anyone who is their true self. Mm-hmm. And I think everyone is, maybe not like a thousand percent of the time. I don't think everyone is. I think far from it. I think so many people put true, on I a facade. True, I take that back. I take that back. I don't know what I'm saying. Yeah, and especially think of like social media as another example too. Look at how everyone portrays their amazing lives on on Instagram, and you go you yeah. scroll down their feed, but in reality, I don't know what the heck I was saying. <laughs> I called you out. You weren't being. Your I, true I self. think I yeah, you're right. I wasn't maybe listening properly. What? Um, That's a whole other conversation. Yeah. No, I I don't think that like if you're not your true self, like right right in this moment that you, you never are. Like, I think no. we ebb and flow between who we really are and like who we're trying to be or who we're trying to portray. Mm-hmm. I think, you know, when I was younger, I mean, there were times, you know, everybody wants to be liked by the cool kids or be able to hang Do out they? with them. Well, maybe you, everyone who doesn't hang out with the quote unquote cool kids are the cool kids. Does that make yeah. sense? But um, but when I was younger, I, I do remember they were sort of like the um, the skaters and and that group. And you I mean remember the skaters were the cool kids. They were the cool kids. Are the cool kids? Yeah. And so I remember wanting to kind of hang out a little bit with them. But then we got it. We got into karate when we were young, and I think karate instills a sense of um, discipline and confidence. And as I started to get a little bit older, I realized I don't need to hang out with them to have fun and feel like I don't need to feel acceptance from them. And so I think that sort of built our own, our, our own self-confidence a little bit mm-hmm. in our own group. So your own identity. Yeah. A bit of our own. Why identity. did you think the skater kids were the cool kids? Um, because they, I think they said they were the cool kids all the time. <laughs> so I, don't, I don't know. And well, that's how, that's one way of doing it. Just yeah. declare that you are cool and you're cool. I think there you go. So I did learn <laughs> something from them. But yes, I think that helped me move into being my true self and being honest with myself. I don't have to be with them to um, to be happy. How about you growing up? Did you ever put on a certain way of talking or a certain way you dressed or certain certain things you did just to try and portray sure something you wanted to be? I remember coming back from a summer in Michigan and I spent with my family there and I came back with an accent. What? I, I don't know if it was put on or if like- What I, accent? I, um, I don't know, like a Michigan? English? No. Oh. <laughs> what? Hello, I'm back, <laughs> no. back from Michigan. Yeah, I, I don't know if I actually um, like soaked it up and like was naturally- How long were you there? Two months. 
But what was your, I want to hear your accent and did you keep it very long? No, because my sisters made fun of me. Like, why are you talking like that? And so I, I don't remember all of the, the, the quirks of it, but I do remember saying like, oh, can you pass me that, those chapsticks? Chapsticks or, uh, oh, what was another word that was very obviously like. Well, it, it's it's like us moving to the U.S. though, because there's so many Canadianisms that we had from being in Canada, and people will still call it out. But I've lost most of that. That's BS. Totally, I never want to lose totally my Canadianisms. No, I, I secretly speak in Canadian when I'm alone at home. That's great. in my house. <laughs> no dude about it. Okay, sorry. Let's let's move on. That's <laughs> nice. No, I, that is what I love about you is no matter what situation you're in, you really are that same you. And I think that's why some people will gravitate towards you. I, it's such a weird question because I think people are and should be allowed to be different around different people yeah. in different situations. So I, I don't know. I don't want to judge people to say like, oh, well, I saw them at this party and they were this way. And they, I saw them again at another in another situation, and they were like, you know, totally different. Like, mm-hmm. that's just part of yourself. So I don't know. Well, it's, I guess it's an- we're complex people too. I mean, like you're saying, we we all have different parts of our personalities. It's not like we are only one person, one mm-hmm. way of being, and it depends too. Like some up days or down days can change our moods. But mm-hmm. I want to talk about something that has happened here, and this oh. could have old Drew. I think younger Drew would have gotten angry but I didn't get angry because my new true self right. is more yeah. calm. At the beginning of the episode, we mentioned that we were um, almost late for our interview with Randy. Because we got a flat tire, but anybody can get a flat tire. That's lame, yeah. just getting one flat tire. We, we got, got two, two flat, flat tires. tires within 24 hours. <laughs> we So we just went in, we got we had to replace the wheel because they couldn't even fix it. The, there was a nail in the tire. And then we're you know, hours later driving and sure enough, something on the road, I can't even tell what it was. It looked like a rock or a big shard of metal. It sounded like a shard of metal with, it sounded like in cartoons when there's like a, a, a metal spring, like. Yeah. Boing, and then <laughs> the tire, it, yeah. it shredded the tire. And so there we are sitting on the side of the highway. What were, we were singing a song. Because we like to oh read gosh. license plates and just like make up stupid songs. So the, the car that <laughs> like flew past us in the fast lane, their license plate was... The Bunny. The Bunny. And so I was just doing something like, Bunny, 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 can't you see? The Bunny just flew past me. I'm being dumb. And then <laughs> right then as he flew past, I look in front of me and then on the road in front of us was this rock or metal or whatever it was and didn't have time to maneuver around it and there we go sitting for an hour on the side of the highway the moral of the story is that drew did not freak out right yeah because young me i probably would have like sworn and i would be like but then i was thinking about like there's nothing we can do about it we got two flat tires in in less than 24 hours and it's gonna have to be dealt with and then we'll move on so we did there are worse things that could have happened and we were safe so Um, good job drew for not freaking out thank you i try (laughs) Well, we are going to take off and want to say a big thank you to you guys for joining us. Uh, This has been a great week and we will talk to you guys next week. Thank you to Brandon Angelino, our podcast producer. Thank you to Annalie Bell, our researcher. Thank you to all of you for listening. And, And honestly, please do, if you enjoy our podcast, we want to hear from you. We want you guys to text me 
310-496-8667. Tell us who you want to hear us talk with and, and what topics do you want us to cover that surround home and life. And uh, you can hit us up on social media as well, at, at home. Mm-hmm. And if you enjoyed the podcast, we'd love if you could rate us and share with a friend. Yes, share with all your friends friend. and your parents and your kids, whoever you want to share with. Dogs. Dogs too. Our music, Feels Like Home, is by Chad Carlson and Victoria Shaw, who are the most amazing humans. Mm-hmm. And thank you to you, Linda. <laughs> love of my life. Thanks to you, hot dog. That's her new nickname <laughs> for me. She doesn't say I love you. Hot dog means I love you. I don't know why. I don't know why That's either. Weird. But hot dog. Hot dog. Bye, guys. (laughs)